Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to Arkansas Row Crop Radio. Uh, my name's Gus Lorenz. I'm extension entomologist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. And I'm joined today uh, by Nick Bateman, uh, extension entomologist, and Ben Thrash, uh, also extension entomologist. And, and uh, we wanted to do this podcast today because we've been getting a lot of questions about insecticide seed treatments, uh, about the value and, and what they bring to the table. And, and uh, because it, you know, this is the time of year growers and consultants are making decisions on on what to do and, and uh, everybody's looking for ways to cut cost as much as they can and we understand that uh, but at the same time we feel like the insecticide seed treatments bring a lot to the table so what we thought we'd do is uh, talk about particularly rice and soybeans today and go over those things uh, about what we see with with the seed treatments and and share a little bit of the data that we've collected over the last several years with seed treatments and and, and we'll go from there. So I'm going to hand it over to Nick and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, about the rice insecticide seed treatments. So you know talking about cutting money up front that, that's one thing we can't do in rice production. Uh, we, we see too big of a benefit from from insecticide seed treatments. And you know, the two main pests we're gonna be targeting with those insecticide seed treatments are gonna be grape colaspis and rice water weevil. You know, grape colaspis is a major pest all up and through the, the White River Valley, the Grand Prairie, places of Ashley County down south. Uh, basically anywhere we have those thin, light White River soils up through there, uh, they're, they're gonna be a major concern and really our only control option there is the use of, of a neonic. So it's either gonna be Cruiser or Nipset uh, they provide great control. Now with rice water weevil, we do see some control there with Cruiser and Nipset. Uh, but what we also see is that we you know, only get about 28 to 35 days of control there. So if we're planting like right now, the odds of us getting, you know, getting a flood on there 30 days after planting is going to be pretty slim. Um, but we also have Dermacorn for Tenza. And both those products, they're diamides. They, they last for a really long time out there and they, they give a lot longer control, better control rice water weevil. Um, you know, and, and they also provide some control of armyworms. Uh, we saw that quite a bit last year, especially in Northeast Arkansas, uh, both armyworms, true armyworms and uh, cutworms. Some guys on some row rice had for tens out there and they got great control of them. Uh, and speaking of row rice, you know, we, we see benefits there adding those those diamides, whether it be for Tenzer, Dermacore, 2, Cruiser, or Nipsey for control of uh, rice billbug. From a, from a yield standpoint, you know, if we just look at, at Nipsey or Cruiser, we're looking at about a 6 to 7% increase over a fungicide only or untreated. When you add Dermacore for Tenza, or if you look at Dermacore for Tenza, either one alone, you're looking at about an eight to nine percentage advantage there. But if you look at a combination of, say, Cruiser and for Tenza, Cruiser and Dermacore, uh, you're going from an eight to nine percent increase up to 12 to 14. And, and that really doesn't matter if we're talking about patty rice targeting grape colaspis and rice water weevil or row rice targeting rice billbug. Those combinations, we, we see a, a better yield advantage than one of those products by their self. 
Yeah, I th you know, we get that call a lot, Nick, about, you know, the Fertenza and the Dermacore, exactly what they're bringing to the table. And I, th I think you pointed that out real well. You know, the the good control that we get with the, with the caterpillars like falls and, and cutworms and that kind of stuff. And, and the, a lot of people ask the question, well, how, how long of protection do I get? And, and uh, you know, based on the studies that we've done, we're getting at least 60 Plus. days with Fertenza and it's even more with Dermacore. And so uh, for those guys up in the northeast part of the state that have an issue with stem borer, you know, we're, we're also getting some protection from that. And so the, those diamides really provide a level of protection for for the pests that they have. You know, they don't have grape colaspis up in northeast Arkansas and in many parts of southeast Arkansas. So, the you know, the, the cruiser and the nipset are providing some, some good protection uh, for grape colaspis and a little bit for rice water weevil and obviously better than nothing at all but but certainly for those growers you know that are considering a seed treatment uh you know those products provide a lot of uh, control over a lot of the pest problems that we're currently experiencing stem borer numbers are it seems like the last few years are really going up wouldn't you agree yeah no doubt about it we saw some fields up in northeast arkansas last year there was definite yield loss there you know, normally with stem borers, we see a blank head here, there sort of thing up and down bar ditches and, and whatnot. But it, it seems like there's some pockets up there that, that are really starting to build some numbers up there. And, and that's one thing, adding that Darmacore for tens of there, that could provide quite a bit of protection there. That could protect some of that yield loss potential. Yeah, and, and the point you made about the rice billbug is spot on, I think. You know, we're, we're, we're beginning to plant more and more row rice every year and and based on what we're seeing uh in our studies that combination of the neonic and the, and the diamide really provide a level of protection that we're not getting with anything else wouldn't you say yeah i mean if you look back through the past two or three years worth of of seed treatment trials we've done now this is in very heavy pressure of rice bill bug uh, but you know, if, if you look at just a cruiser or Nipset alone, compared to a cruiser or Nipset in conjunction with Fertenza or Dermacore, there's about a 10 to 15 bushel advantage with that combination. And I know a lot of guys don't want to spend that extra money. You know, if you're looking at Fertenza on a hybrid, you know, you're looking at seven and a half, eight bucks. If you if you look at Dermacore, you know, now you're talking 12, 12 ish. So that, that's quite a bit more money up front. But when we're talking 10 to 12 bushel advantage pretty easily uh, in, in row rice, I can make that pay for itself. And it's the same with rice water wheels. It's pretty easy to make that combination pay for itself. Yeah, what, and one last comment I'll make. I talked to a grower up in northeast Arkansas to, to try the seed treatments. There's a big area up there that, that don't use them. And he had never used an insecticide seed treatment in rice. And... And last year, he, he finally decided to take my advice and put it out on a few fields up there. And he commented all year long about how the rice jumped out of the ground, got a great start. It looked better the whole year compared to the fields that he didn't put it out on. And he felt like it had some real value to him. Yeah, you know, there, there was that other field we looked at up near Paragould last year where... 
basically the guy ran out of, of treated seed and he swapped over to some untreated and planted the last quarter of his field or so. And all year long, there was a height dif- difference. There was a maturity difference. Matter of fact, about 10 days after it come out of the ground or started coming out of the ground, it made you think if that untreated was ever going to come out. And it eventually did, but there, there was about a four or five bushel difference there. And it was, you know, no real rice water weevil pressure or nothing else, just that seed treatment alone out there and the the getting out of the ground and getting going. I mean, that was worth four or five bushels on its own there regardless of, of insect pressure. I guess that's about all we want to do on, on rice right now. If you got any questions, don't hesitate to give us a call. That's what we're here for. I want to talk a little bit about soybean seed treatments. I'm going to hand it over to Ben Thrash. Yeah, so we've been getting some calls about people wanting to cut out some uh, insecticide seed treatments on their soybeans. And uh, we don't we don't really recommend that in Arkansas. You may uh, hear about up in the Midwest and over in the East, you know, people aren't aren't seeing too much value with insecticide seed treatments. But we do see value in Arkansas with insecticide seed treatments on uh, on soybeans. And uh, so so what are we getting about? What are we getting out of that? And our research shows somewhere close to two bushels of uh, a yield advantage over a non-insecticide treated uh, soybean. And, uh, you know, we, we've had some research uh, over the past couple years where we've been looking at them across uh, several different cover crops. Uh, we've, we've looked at some insecticide seed treatments in cereal rye, Austrian winter peas, and then a blend, and we compared that to a, uh, a fallow treatment. And it didn't matter what what a cover crop we were in, or if we were in the fallow, it was pretty consistent. We had a two bushel yield advantage over untreated soybean seed. Uh, and you know, with soybean prices what they are right now, uh, I think I just checked the other day, and they're around fourteen bushels or fourteen dollars per bushel. And uh, I mean, that pay, two bushels pays for itself, you know, pretty quick on that and i mean that gives you protection from uh some three-cornered alfalfa hoppers early in the season remember three-cornereds later on in the growing season they don't hurt you but on those small plants less than 10 inches they can they can actually cause a little damage it it'll also protect you from uh things like bean leaf beetles and uh so you know especially if you're if you're going into a cover crop you want to put a uh, insecticide seed treatment on there it'll protect you it'll keep you out of a lot of trouble in a, in a lot of cases yeah ben that's that's what I, you know what uh, the, the the consistency with the yield increase tells it all but you know at the same time my concern a lot of times is with those when we get into a major issue like a few years ago when we had Great Calaspis hit a lot of fields around uh, Lee County, Monroe County, and where we saw growers lose their stand two or three times, and that kind of, you just, you know, it's a good insurance. It's yeah. good insurance yeah. to protect you getting a stand, and that, you know, it, it, it'll keep you out of trouble, and I, I just think for the money, it's, it's, it's really good. Uh, we see improved stand, improved emergence, just like we do with rice, and so I just think there's a whole lot of value to the to the soybean insecticide seed treatments. Absolutely. And I guess that's uh, that's about all we got today. I want to thank you for joining us on Arkansas Row Crop Radio. We're out. 
Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.